Hey everyone, this is Hater Radio. My name is Chris McLean. It is a college football media brand that we are, and uh, here's my co-host again, Ian Gibson. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Hey, so uh, what we do is, real quick, we're a college football media brand with a website with articles, and uh, we have all we're on all the socials, so we interact with people there, and then we're also uh, doing these videos uh, twice a week. Um, like the banner says up there, uh, it's uh, Sundays and Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can catch us at both of those. And then it'll also be on YouTube later uh, so you can watch uh, at, at your leisure. And also it's on uh, all the podcast formats as well. So with that being said, what we do on Wednesdays is we have a preview show. So today we're previewing the uh, week six of all the games, um, not a ton of uh, big time games, except for really probably the Oklahoma, Texas game, and maybe like the Maryland, Ohio State game, which I don't know, in years past when they've like hyped up this Maryland game against Ohio State, uh, Ohio State's usually uh, swamped them. So uh Let's begin. I mean, with the you teams. got Bama of AM too. Those ones. Yeah, that is true. Bama AM and AM AM only has one loss. But AM's not ranked. So, but they have they've had some good wins the last couple of weeks. So, but let's start off with the teams that we cover. We cover USF in Tampa. We cover the Florida Gators. We cover USC and we cover UCLA. So, with I think the biggest game for these teams of these four is probably the USF game. And I have it listed what I sent to Ian. So, um, you know, like I'm, I'm wearing green, uh, Ian's wearing his USF shirt. It's wear green Wednesdays. We're wearing it. Um, you know, the, the thing that I'd like to talk about with this game is, uh, you know, building on the momentum, you know, if they can capture these next two or three games where they've got UConn and they've got FAU and UAB here this week between those three teams I think they have two wins so there's a lot of uh, bad football these other teams are playing and it's really up to USF if they want to uh, you know uh, take advantage of this situation because if they just run off these wins really quick they'll go from three and two to six and two which six and two looks a whole lot better than three and two and that means one, you're bowl eligible. Two, uh, there's a whole hell of a lot to play for when it comes to the AAC, especially with games against Memphis and uh, UTSA coming up later in the uh, in the schedule. So with that being said, I like USF in this game. I think that UAB is a bit of a wounded duck. They've, uh, you know, the, they, they showed that video of uh, Trent Dilfer Yelling and screaming. At, yeah, it's just such a bad look. Um, you know, you got to be in control of yourself, especially when things are not going well. But, uh, you know, Dilford, maybe he'll turn it around. I don't know. Um, I, But like I said, I really like USF in this one. I like Byron Brown to continue what he was doing. Uh, the receivers to do well. The running backs to make plays when needed. And the defense to to take advantage of uh the time that they have on the field which you know 
with how the game is being played for USF, you know, USF is on offense very quickly and they're, they put the defense in position to be out there a lot longer, but if they can make some stops, you know, this really uh, makes a difference there. So that's all I'm looking for in the defense there. So I'm going to say USF probably wins this one. I'm going to say like 35 to like 20. What do you got, Ian? Uh, for this one, I actually think it'll be a lot uh, closer. UAB went out to a fast start um, last week. They were up 20 to 7 against Tulane, um, but then they just couldn't sustain it. I think, especially with the troubles USF has had in the first half, I think UAB does get a jump on them. But again, USF has shown to be a second half team, and even more so, UAB has shown that they can't sustain a lead so far. So I think USF crawls back and wins it close. I'm going to go with a 28 to like 24 win for USF. It keeps it close. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Vanderbilt, Florida. Um, you know, we talked a lot about it on Sunday, how disappointed we were. Um, it was a real gut punch. But like I said, coming out of that game, you just really need to throw it away. Like that's just the best mindset to have you know the season's not over you know two losses and technically only one it's only one loss in the sec so you still if you played well the rest of the year you could get to atlanta it's not going to happen but uh if they can just move forward from that game last week and uh put something better you know vanderbilt is a good opponent to uh you know you know, uh, take your uh, aggression out, you know, you're, you know, you've been doing bad and it's like, you know what, let's, let's, let's run the ball here, which will, which they'll probably be able to. And which they should also do is definitely try to mix in a few deep balls just to, I don't know, get the passing game going in some way. It's just been such a struggle all season. Um, and I, you know, I know the offensive line has had its problems, but it just seems like, uh, you know, they're just not able to throw deep. And it's been a problem because teams just stack the box and force them to uh, make plays in the passing game, and they just don't. Um, I think they'll still win this game. I'm going to go with, like, uh, a 31-17 to 17 game. What do you got? Yeah, I'm almost the same. I think – the biggest thing is that they cannot go in sleepwalking like they did last year. That is the thing is like, everybody is like, Oh, it's Vandy. It's a layup game. We thought the same thing last year. And that was coming off a really good win against South Carolina. So yeah. now it's going to be flipped. It's like, how do you respond after such a punch in the mouth against Kentucky? So they can't just come in thinking, okay, you know, look our wounds, come in and beat Vandy. Cause Vandy, of course, when they play Florida, it's a big game for them. So, Florida has to come out from the jump. I think Florida will play good, but I just – I haven't seen any, like, sustained success from especially the offense. I think the defense has a good bounce back, but the offense, the depending on how the play calling is, might struggle. I'm going to go with the 27-10 to 10 win for the Gators. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, UCLA, Washington State, UCLA. You know, this game – this is going to be very difficult for UCLA to win this game because uh, Cam Ward is, you know, uh, he's just, he's a freak, you know, he can like run all over people 
and he uh, has got a great arm. And, uh, you know, this Washington State team is no joke. Um, they're still ranked. I believe they're they're undefeated. And, you know, they have a lot to play for. But this UCLA team, I think taking last week off was probably the biggest, um, uh, I guess, I don't know, fortuitous event that they could have. Because, yes, it sucked that they lost to Utah. But at the same time, they could regroup. They could figure things out. They could, you know, work on things, implement a little bit more. You know, your your bye week is usually a week where you can um, put in new things. And I think they probably did. I think Chip Kelly probably saw some stuff that Dante Moore was struggling with and figured out ways to counter that. And I think they'll have a better game, but I think Washington State's going to win this one. I think Washington State's going to win probably like uh, 30 to like uh, 20. What do you got? This is my upset. I Uh-oh. think UCLA can pull it off because UCLA right now has a top 10 defense and they have done yep. a phenomenal job defensively. Oh, yeah. Keeping, you know, teams contained. It's the offense that is the issue now. They lost their one loss was against Utah 14 to 7. That is clearly right. on the offense. Defense right. pulled out that game and could not get a bailout for that one. But I think coming into this game, Washington State, who defensively this year and doing the math, you know, homework on this, they were in outside of the top 50 in total defense. And what the playmakers UCLA has that we know can take advantage of these kind of softer defenses, mm-hmm. I think UCLA just, you know, puts the pressure to him. And I think the Bruins win. I'm going to go with a, well, let's go 28 to 27. I'll make a one point game, but I think the Bruins pull it out. Nice. And uh, our UCLA fans will be happy to hear that. Okay. Moving on to USC, uh, Arizona, USC. Um, I, uh, I'm still very suspect of this, uh, this defense that USC has with Alex Grinch running the show at DC. Uh, I would have thought it would have been better last week. I know they got the win, but it still doesn't look good when Colorado scores 41 the week after um, only scoring seven against Oregon. So I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what to make of this defense, but I think Arizona – is not a team to really take advantage of that. I think Caleb Williams and the offense puts up a ton of points in this game. I'm going to say they probably win like 50 to like 24. That's what I got. What do you got, Ian? Yeah, I think this one too, this is going to be USC's game. I I just don't see Arizona staying with them. I'm going to go with a 45 to 14 blowout. Yeah, I, I just don't see it being close. Okay, uh, moving on to other games outside of the teams that we cover. Uh, like we said, Oklahoma, Texas is on on Saturday. Uh, the last hurrah inside um, as teams of the Big 12, unless they play in the Big 12 championship, which is clearly yeah, it's possible. Up, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely there. possible with both of them being undefeated now. This is between these two teams. This could be the only loss these two teams have. Um, you know, Dylan Gabriel's looked great. The offense for Oklahoma's looked a lot better. 
They're scoring a lot of points against everybody. Their defense looks really good. Uh, probably night and day difference between last year. Um, Texas, though, on the other hand, looks the part of a playoff team. And I don't think Oklahoma is there yet. I think they might be there next year. But this year, um, Texas is there. And, you know, I really like Quinn Ewers. I think he is, you know, for a guy that's playing at Texas doing well, not being on the radar of a lot of people is surprising. I don't know how it is, but it's seemingly, I don't know. I think everyone's enamored with Caleb Williams right now. So not everyone's really paying attention too much to Quinn Ewers, but he's putting up 300 yard passing games pretty much every week. And their defense is looking great. They already have a solid victory against Alabama on the road. Uh, this game is a neutral site. I think Oklahoma will put up a test for Texas, but I think Texas wins this in the long run. I'm going to go with Texas winning. I'm going to say like 40 to like 28. What do you got? Yeah, I I think this one, both these teams have played very similar in the season, but again, I think you you hit the nail on the head. I just think Texas has played the part and looked the better. I know everybody's been, you know, bringing up the Bama win and that, you know, is important, but just in general, like they are winning the games they're supposed to. They are playing, yeah. you know, they beat uh, Kansas last week. They blew out Baylor. They defense is certainly settling in now, um, especially uh, after the Bama game. So yeah. for Oklahoma too, They've done very good as well. It was total bounce back from last year. Um, but I just think this is really – it's up to Texas now to win this. And I think they have been in this big game before. I think the Bama game was a very good, like, test to see if they can, you know, handle the spotlight, which they have crumbled under in years before. But they showed up and showed out. And I think with the Red River rivalry, they're going to show out again. So I'm going to take the Longhorns in this one. I think it's going to be a traditional close shootout, but I'm going to go Texas 37 to 31. Okay. Uh, moving on to Maryland, Ohio state. Um, I, I know, I think it was either last year or the year before that it might've been last year because it was a, it was in Maryland and um, the game was like, not that it was, close but it was like the score wasn't that far off and like maryland like kept somewhat near ohio state and they didn't like ohio state didn't run away with it and i think that'll probably be the case again i think like maryland will like struggle in the first half ohio state may go up like three scores and then like um uh, maryland will come back and it'll probably be like a 28 to like 17 game. Um, that's what I'm thinking. What do you got? Yeah, for this one, especially coming off their bye week and after that emotional win against Notre Dame, I think Ohio State, you know, I think this is going to kind of be in a, stuck in the mud because I think Maryland has more of a complete, like this team has been with each other. They know how to call these games. Ohio State's going through some growing pains right now. I don't yeah. think the offense is going to have a big leap this week. So I actually think it'll be low scoring. Um, a bit, but I'm going to go uh, Buckeyes pull it out. I'm going to go with like a 23 to 10 win. I don't think it's going to be a pretty, pretty win. Yeah, I I'm thinking the same thing. Okay, LSU, Missouri. Um, does this LSU team pack it in? 
They already have two losses and at this point are out of uh, playoff uh, potential. So really, what do they play for? You know, it's really to get to the SEC championship game. And that's about it, really. Um, they can still do that, especially with a win against Missouri. Missouri is undefeated. They only really have a big win against Kansas State that they had earlier this year. Um, the rest of the games they played were a lot of bad teams. Like they beat Vandy last week. And it's like, I I will probably get a better idea of this Missouri team after this week. But coming to this game, I don't know. I mean, they're not like world beaters, but they're definitely not terrible. I would say they're probably about an average SEC team. And I would think that LSU is up to task to beat an average SEC team. Um, but it's in uh, Columbia. Um, is it Columbus or it's Columbia, right? Columbia, Missouri. It's Columbia, yeah. Yeah. We so have two Columbias in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. It's Columbia, Missouri and <laughs> Columbia, South Carolina. So it's, you know, it's a home game for Missouri. And, like, Missouri doesn't have the best home crowd advantage. Um, but I don't know. I know the game is early, so there is potential there for it being – a little bit of a sleepiness for LSU. I can see Missouri winning this one because I don't really like LSU right now. I, you know, like I thought high of them coming into the season, but after the losses against FSU and now Ole Miss, I just don't think they're good enough. I think their offense is plenty good enough, but their defense is not good. Like it's just not good. And you're not going to be able to win many games if you're allowing teams to score 55 against Ole Miss and then, you know, it was like 45 against FSU. Like, you're not going to win many games when that happens. So mm -hmm. I can see Missouri scoring like 32 and then LSU scoring like 24, maybe 28. It being a close game, but I think Missouri does take this one. Like I said, like I'm going to go 32-28. That's what I got. Yeah, for this, I'm, I totally agree. The defense of LSU has been really surprising on how bad it is. I mean, I yeah. again, doing the homework, they're in, I said, like, you know, uh, top, outside of the top 50 of Washington State. LSU is outside of the top 100. There hmm. are really, like, they are really bad defensively. I think they're giving up an average of, like, over 429 yards a game, and Mizzou is averaging, like, 400 yards a game. Yeah. With that being said, though, I do think just because it's going to be a shootout, I, I think that's what it's going to be, and that's what LSU is going to have to bank on and have Jaden Daniels pretty much win the game for them. But I yeah. think with that being said, I think LSU finds a way to pull it out. I think it's going to be like a last-second field goal or something. Mm. But I think LSU can find a way to win just based on sheer offense and stubbornness alone. So I'm going to take LSU 41 to 38. Although out of all the games I picked, this is the one I could easily be the most wrong on. Yeah, this, this is, this is a coin flip game for sure. Cause LSU has way more talent, but Missouri has momentum right now. And um, it, the game is at home and it's a noon 11 AM uh, local time kick. So there is a potential there that, you know, it all, it all bodes bad for LSU, but let, we'll see. Okay, Vatek, uh, FSU. I'm going to go through this quickly because Vatek is not very good. Um, FSU should win this one 
you know, they haven't, they didn't play last week. Um, you know, they're coming off that win against Clemson. Um, they probably should win this game at least by two scores, probably even three. I'm going to say they probably win like 35 to like 14. What do you got here? <laughs> That's the exact same score I had 35, 14, Florida State. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. Florida State just flat out the better team. And when Vodtech defensively has looked good in some games, but when they play teams similar like Pitt, yeah, they, it, there's just not enough ammo to keep up with them. So Seminoles run away with it. Okay, the next one is Syracuse, uh, North Carolina. Um, I'm looking at the Syracuse team right now, and and it looks like they're undefeated. So, yep. which I – Oh, no, they, they lost against Clemson. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I didn't see that. Yes. So, they lost against Clemson, so they're 4-1. and one. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I never know what to make of this Syracuse team. I really don't. I, you know, they – sometimes – when they have like a decent opponent at home, like they can like really take advantage of that. And then when they're on the road, they look like dog crap and like are not very good, which I don't, I don't get why they, I mean, they're almost like Florida essentially, which is funny because they have the same colors, but like, you know, like they, you know, they're like great home teams, but like when they're on the road, they're just terrible. I mean, they did lose to uh, Clemson at home, but I don't know. I um, I have a lot of faith in Drake May, and his like Heisman campaign has not really taken off as of yet because one, they haven't really played a big time team, and two, like he hasn't had like crazy numbers yet. But he's still had really good numbers. So he's not like terrible. He's just not on the level of like Caleb Williams and Michael Penix Jr. right now. So maybe this is that game. Maybe Drake May finally comes into this game and is like, you know, puts his name into the ring. And like here, you know, this is this is this is me. This is this is my game. This is how good I am. This is why people think I'm gonna be the number two pick next year after Caleb Williams. And uh, I think that's possible because I think that uh, um, uh, Syracuse is not going to be able to stop this offense. Not that Syracuse won't be able to score on North Carolina's defense, but I I like uh, the Tar Heel offense to score a lot of points. So I'm going to say like a 42 to like uh, 24 game. What do you got, Ian? Uh, for me, I think this one ends up being a bit closer. I think Syracuse just kind of plays keep away a bit because they know North Carolina's biggest strength is offense. So I yeah. think Syracuse plays a bit of keep away the best they can. But in the end, I think North Carolina is just a better team. I think it'll be a one-score game. I'm going to go with like a 28-21 to 21 win for the Tar Heels. Okay, I, I actually skipped this one by accident. But uh, the other big game of the day, the Alabama-Texas A&M game, um, you know – this AM team with uh you know they had Connor Wegman go down and now Max Johnson is in as the starter. Uh, you know, Jalen Milrose had his problems, seems to be overcoming them. Uh, they still limit him in the passing game because they're they're running the ball so well and their defense has uh put up a ton of uh 
uh, stops and uh, turnovers. So this defense is probably one of the better defenses Alabama's had the last couple of years. And so that's really been the difference for them. Where in the you know last six, seven years, Alabama's relied on their offense and their great quarterback play. They can't really do that right now. And so they have to rely on a good defense. And I think it it's likely that Nick Saban saw that and really put in a great effort of coaching these guys up and getting them prepared for this year because they look really good so far. Their only really bad game was against Texas. But again, Texas is a potential playoff team. They held Ole Miss to 10 points. You know, they they really dominated Mississippi State last week. I like them in this game. I think Alabama wins this one in a close one. I'm going to say like a 24-20 game, real close. Maybe even like, you know, Texas A&M with the ball, like inside the 20 with the last play type. I think that was even what, like two years ago or a year ago that happened yeah. or something like that. So I think it's going to be very similar to that. Uh, but what do you got, Ian? Who you got in this one? Yeah, this one, I just think with – uh, the way Alabama's defense has been the one consistent thing this year. They have been very impressive. And, yeah, they had a bad game against Texas, but they showed out the first half, and they just got worn yeah. down. For yeah. this one, I just don't see AM being able to do that, um, especially with how one-dimensional the offense has looked at times this year, especially against Miami. Yeah. So I just think Alabama makes AM's offense life a living hell. And I, I don't think offensively, Alabama is going to run away, run away with it. They still have a litany of issues uh, on the offensive side of the ball, but I just don't see the defense like giving up as many points. I think Alabama, I'm going to go with like a 24 to 10 win. Yeah. I, I, I don't see Bama's defense giving up like more than 17 points. And I think that's what you would need to potentially beat Bama right now. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, moving on. UCF Kansas. I only put this one on here just because uh, of how bad they uh, blew it last week. And I'm just curious to see your thoughts. If you think that UCF will come back from that uh, horrible defeat last week, what, what are your thoughts? And then I'll give my thoughts afterwards. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I still can't believe they lost that game. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is that UCF's offense has been actually pretty impressive. Um, I know they've averaged over 500 yards a game, and it's really been the defense, case in point, last week. Um, yeah. That's really let them down. It's actually both of their two losses. You know, I would say the one time the defense showed up was against the first game against Boise State, uh, or the second game against Boise State. Um, but that was like, like Boise State isn't very good. Like, yeah, bad this year. Yeah, but with Baylor and Kansas State, or, or I'm sorry, yeah, and offensively too, Boise when UCF played Boise State, they only scored 18 points. But yeah. remembering, like, Baylor, they were up, like, they had 35 points. And then, you know, Kansas State, they had, I think, over – they had 31 points. So that should yeah. be enough to win a game. The defense has just let them down. Yeah. Now sure. you got to deal with Kansas, who has Daniels at quarterback, if he is starting, hopefully. Um, And then, yeah, you we'll know, see. you have Neil running uh, as the rush leading rusher attack. I think Kansas wins this one. I think UCF makes it a shootout, but I just don't see the defense getting enough stops on Kansas's offense. So I'm going to go with a 38 to 32 win uh, for the Jayhawks. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends in this game if Jalen Daniels is 
starting. I don't like them as much with Bean. I mean, he's all right, but I, I guess you have to take last week with a grain of salt because Texas is one of the better teams in the country, and so they're going to make a lot of teams look bad. But, um, you know, they couldn't score much, very much last week. And, you know, going up against UCF, they're going to have to score a lot to try to win the game. So it, it just depends. But like you said, UCF's defense is not very good, and that would be the reason why Kansas could score in here, regardless of who is starting. Um, I think I like Kansas in this game because it's in um, it's at Kansas, and you know I think that UCF is obviously in a bit of a tailspin right now. You know, with that loss to Baylor, it probably is in their head a little bit and it could be a real struggle to try to get out of that and recover from that. So I see Kansas winning this game. I'm going to say like 29 to like, I'm going to say like 24 close game. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Kentucky, Georgia, interesting game because this is two undefeated sec teams pretty much right now for the sec East. Cause if Georgia wins this, they pretty much, um, lock in the SEC East, except for when they play Tennessee for the most part. So can Kentucky finally get over the hump? I don't think they've beaten Georgia in, I don't know, it's been a long time. And this is in uh, San Francisco. I don't know the last time they did that. What? I'm sure Mark, I think there was one year Kentucky beat. There had to have been. Since Mark Stoop has been there? I don't think so. I They haven't beaten them with, they well, I know Kirby went eight and five his first year, um, but I don't know, I don't know if that was one of. Them. I know they lost to Vanderbilt that first year, so I don't know yeah. if it was. It could be, but I regardless, it's been a while. It's been at least six years since they've lost to to uh, uh, or since they've beaten Georgia. I think Georgia has struggled a lot this year. They do not look like the same team they were the last couple of years. Their offense still can get points. You know, Brock Bowers is still deadly, but the rest of the team is kind of MIA. Lad McConkey is recovering from injury. He hasn't really done a hell of a lot. The rest of the team, I don't really even know some of their running, their uh, receivers really outside of McConkey and Bowers. I, like none of them really stand out that much. That's how, little that there is about them their their rushing attack is okay none of those guys are really like studs the defense has been all right but then they allowed auburn to be in that game when auburn clearly is a inferior offense and should not have been able to move the ball as well as they did and they were moving the ball quite well and honestly i think they were the better team last week and they probably deserved to win that game they just uh fell short but I think that Georgia is going to win this game pretty handedly. I'm going to say like a 30 to 14 game. What do you got, Ian? Yeah, for the I, I don't think either offenses are really going to be you know lighting the scoreboard up this game. These teams have kind of mirrored each other. Kentucky and Georgia both you know defensive minded, uh, really ground out the win kind of teams. So it just comes down to who's been the better of those teams, and that's clearly Georgia. As much problems they've had this year. I just, again, I just don't see Kentucky scoring as many points as Georgia is capable of. 
in these type of games. So I think yeah. Georgia is going to win. I think it's another low scoring one. I'll go like 27 to 14 for the Bulldogs. Nice. Okay. Uh, moving on. Last couple of games. We'll do these really quick. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota. You know, this Minnesota team, they're, they, lo- they lack a lot of offensive firepower. And you're going to need that against a defense like Michigan. I don't think they're going to be able to score much. I think Michigan probably wins this roughly similar to the score that they've been going all year in like a 31 to like 10 game. What do you got, Ian? Yeah, I'm almost exactly the same. Just with that, you know, defense that Michigan has, and especially with how loose Minnesota's defense has been, I just don't see it. I'm going to go Wolverines. I'll go 42 to 17. Nice. Okay. I don't think Michigan can score that many points, but that's just me. Uh, But uh, Notre Dame, Louisville, this is an interesting game because Louisville is one of these teams that is like, you know, out there that like seems to be, you know, capable and no one's really talking about. And then this is another test for Notre Dame. You know, they got tested against Ohio State and they lost barely. And then they got tested against Duke and they barely won. So can the offense score enough points in this game to uh, overcome their deficiencies in certain aspects? I think their defense is strong. You know, they only allowed like in the last two games, like a total of like 30 points. So they're definitely a strong defense. And I think they'll need that here against Louisville. Um, Just it really will be if their offense can put up a better performance I think Hartman's capable. I think even last week I said that he was going to do it, but they obviously struggled against Duke. Um, I think Notre Dame wins this game. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say like a 21-17 game. What do you got, Ian? Yeah, I'm I'm right there, almost the same score. I'm going to go Notre Dame winning this one. I think Louisville can hang in. They've definitely been under the radar, but the offense has been very hit and miss depending on the game. Um, Same thing with the defense as well. Um, so with that, I just think Notre Dame has been more consistent, um, when it comes down to clutch time, pretty much you, they weren't against, uh, Duke. Um, but I'm going to take, uh, the Irish in this one. I'll go with, uh, 31 to 21 win for Notre Dame. Nice. Okay. Uh, last two, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Arkansas is kind of reeling at this point, you know, three losses, not really much to play for two SEC losses pretty much completely out of the SEC West race. Ole Miss beating LSU, cementing themselves in the top three of the SEC West with A&M and Alabama have a real chance. If they keep on this trajectory, keep winning, they really have an opportunity to get to Atlanta. I think Ole Miss wins this one pretty handedly. I'm going to say Ole Miss wins like 38 to like 24. What do you got, Ian? I think most of this game is going to be decided based on the Arkansas offense and when they play against Ole Miss's defense because neither of them have looked good. Neither of those yeah. sides have looked good. Arkansas's offense has struggled, and Ole Miss's defenses have not done um, what is needed to win, um, at least against Bama or at least, you know, especially against LSU. Um, but with this one, I just – I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I think when it comes down to that, they have the better offense. So I'm going to go Rebels winning – uh let's do 34 17 okay nice last one georgia tech miami interesting game um 
what's his face? Haynes King is with Georgia Tech. For those that don't know, the former uh, Texas A&M quarterback. He's got talent. Um, they've they beat. I think they beat Wake Forest, and they're definitely a team that like can be pesky. They're not the same tech of years past running the option, which I know that's been quite a few years since they've done that. But you know, they're definitely a team that you know may not be good this year, like, but next year they have the potential to be a much better team. So I think this is setting the stage for them. A good performance against Miami would go a long way. You know, really, we haven't even talked about Miami that much outside of that, like, the Texas A&M game, and that's about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, I would like to see more tests for Miami because they really haven't played anyone yet outside of the A&M game. And, you know, it, this could be somewhat of a test. It's not a great test, but it's it's better than, you know, Bethune-Cookman or – some of the other terrible teams that they had been playing. Um, so we'll see here if the offense can keep scoring, which I think it can. You know, Tyler Van Dyke had a disappointing season last year, but seems to be resurrecting things and doing a lot better. Um, will the defense hold up its end of the bargain? And, uh, uh, you know, will they actually make some stops? I think they can. I think. Miami wins this pretty comfortably. I'm going to say like 32 to like 20. What do you got, Ian? Yeah, for this one, I mean, Georgia Tech led up 38 against Bowling Green. And Miami has a top 10 offense. That just is not good. You know, that's that's not a good, you know, sign. So I yeah. think Miami just runs away with this one. I think they'll play with Tech a bit, but. It's going to be all hurricanes. I'm going to go 40 to 14 uh, Miami. Okay. So that is the show. You can reach us at haterradio.com for all the articles that we do. And for also for our socials, which most of our socials are at hater underscore radio. Um, For YouTube, it is at hater radio. And for Facebook, it is hater radio CFB. Ian, what are your socials before we go? Yeah, it's uh, G Gator G on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Yeah, so follow Ian on there. Follow us on Hater at Hater underscore radio on Twitter there. And uh, yeah, that's the show. Enjoy these games, and we'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Have a good weekend.